When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Lionel Richie receives the Library of Congress's Gershwin Prize for Popular Song tonight at DAR Constitution Hall in Washington, D.C. I caught up with Richie for a split second on the red carpet when he received his Kennedy Center honor in 2017. When I say that we could play all the Commodore songs alone as just one group. And then we go to the solo stuff. It's about four hours with the hits. More recently, I spoke with Librarian of Congress Carla Hayden about why Richie was chosen for the Gershwin Prize tonight, as well as shattering her own double glass ceiling by becoming the first black Librarian of Congress and the first female Librarian of Congress. Carla Hayden, the Librarian of Congress. At the Library of Congress here in Washington, D.C. And this is a big special occasion because uh, you on, on Wednesday night are going to be handing out the annual Gershwin Prize for Popular Song. And this year, tell us who, a very special honoree, tell us who is getting the award this year. <laughs> well, I'm actually getting goosebumps because it's one of my favorites, but everyone's favorite, the superstar Lionel Richie. Absolutely. And take us in every every year. There's there's a, you know, a, um, a great artist honored. Um, well, actually, actually, really quick. We didn't have one last year because of the pandemic. I guess last year was the first year um, that, that, you know, you had to sort of skip a year. The last year, the one previous was was Garth Brooks. And that was amazing. <laughs> um, but amazing. And, and when you think about it, right before the pandemic, literally a week before we had Garth Brooks and he just was magnificent and brought everyone together. We had bipartisan karaoke, someone said. It was something. And then to have the first Gershwin in person after the pandemic, uh, it, to have Lionel Richie, who is just as magnificent and can bring people together with music, there'll be more bipartisan karaoke. I love it. Well, uh, take me into um, um, just w the selection process of Lionel Richie. I mean, it's it's almost. I mean, it's almost a no-brainer. That I mean, he's got a Kennedy Center honor. He's done it all. Actually, I think he's nominated for the Rock Hall this year. We're waiting to see if he gets in. Um, so and I'm for sure he will because other honorees and recipients. The we have a board of scholars and producers and performers, other award winners, music specialists, songwriters. And the other awardees have been Paul Simon, Stevie Wonder, Sir Paul McCartney, Carol King, Emilio and Gloria Estefan, Smokey Robinson, that was my first, uh, Gershwin being um, Librarian of Congress, Willie Nelson. So when you think about all these people also giving input into who they think should win the highest honor for achievement in popular music, you have an all-star selection process and group, and then you end up with an all-star like Lionel Richie. 
Wow, I didn't I didn't realize. Are, are you saying that the past recipients all get a say in who the next winner is? They get be? a say. And and think about it. These are all superstars, but they respect each other's achievement in popular music. We had Tony Bennett, and he was the first awardee to be an interpreter of popular music. And you have songwriting, but then you have it's important to have people honored who interpret these wonderful songs too. Wow, they talk about an all-star lineup of a what do you say almost like a a judges panel deciding <laughs> deciding That's who's gonna, right. that and is think about what Mr. Richie is doing now as a judge on American Idol. He's mentoring other young artists. So with all of his fame and and achievement, he's still helping others. Wow. And and talk talk about why why he's so um deserving. Like um we we could rattle off a bunch of songs, but I guess let's let's start but but before before any of his solo stuff, talk about his time in the in the legendary <laughs> Commodores. <laughs> That's and I was young then. I remember when some of those songs came out of course brick house but also he was doing things at the same time in country and other things like three times a lady and easy at the same time he was working and doing with the commodores and then when he went solo my goodness endless love all night long Mm. hello say you say me dancing on the ceiling then he co-wrote we are the world, and we know on good authority that there's going to be a special performance by him oh. at the con- Oh wow, that that's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's go into the into it because yeah, we should tell our listeners if if you've never been to this at DAR Constitutional or if you've never seen it on television, it is an all star concert. Um, are we allowed to reveal who you know who else is going to be there to pay tribute? Yes, because the concert will be broadcast on PBS and we know the time and the date it's going to be broadcast widely uh, Tuesday, May the 17th, 9 p.m. And you can check the lo- local listings. It's even going to be on their uh, video app and on their website. And then this is something that's uh, pretty special. It's going to go to all of the U.S. Department of Defense locations around the world. We have an arrangement with the American Forces Network. And when you think about the people who are serving us to be able to bring some joy uh, to them, we're really excited because they're going to be performances by previous prize honoree, Gloria Stefan, boys to men, all of them, Woo. <laughs> Luke Bryant, Chris Stapleton, Audra Day, Miguel Yolanda Adams and that special performance by Mr. Richie himself. Wow, that is a lineup and a half. That's going to be that's a concert right there. <laughs> that's a concert. And, um, you, and you think of the songs, you know, you, and you have to think who's going to sing easy, who's going to sing say you say me, you know, endless love. So that'll be fun. Are we, are we allowed to reveal which artist is doing which song or is that you have to tune in to find out? <laughs> well, you have to tune in, but we don't know yeah too so there'll be that nice element of surprise in one way for the audience wow so you won't have a a program that's going to say you know here's uh chris stapleton and he's going to do uh say you say me or something so that's going to make it just bring an extra piece of excitement to the people in the concert hall 
Wow. Well, that's part of the fun of it is is imagining the possibilities, imagining, you know, boys to men singing easy like Sunday morning. Or we don't know okay. what it's, don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. But, yeah. And then but, when but, they break out and, and I have to say, can you imagine when they they start with the song, how everybody's going to just and then start singing along? Oh, that whole place is going to, because everyone knows, I mean, all night long, all night, everybody's oh. going to sing. Everybody's going to know them all. Um, yeah. well, well, very, very cool. And then, of course, in addition to all the, the you know, the guest performers, it, every year it ends with the actual honoree himself coming or herself getting on stage and performing. So do you, is, so Lionel Richie will no. get on and do what, like a medley of some of his biggest ones? Well, and I can, I do know that, ones that he will probably go into one is going to be and this is he wanted to do it especially at this time and you know and we know that it'll be just as relevant at during the broadcast we are the world and he specifically wanted to be the one to perform that and he'll probably bring on and invite some of the other um, performers to help him with that and then we all said please sir you've got to do all night long <laughs> as a wrap-up can you see that and imagine where that's gonna go those are like i yeah i mean those are like the two perfect closers because you know we are the world is you know what's recorded as that great you know usa for africa and an ensemble piece so that's perfect to bring all the other people back up on stage and then to close out with all night long everybody that'll get everyone on their feet and dancing all night you got long it. <laughs> And in a good mood because we've had a tough couple of years and we're going through something collectively right now and just to have music bring us together. And that's the whole point of popular song and popular music. It crosses boundaries. It crosses so many areas and to have so many people that'll be singing the same song and being together, we need it. Wow, you're not kidding. I just got goosebumps thinking about these artists singing we are the world at a time i mean we're on the brink of possible world war three and no no you know freaking russia invading ukraine and to hear these artists banding together and singing a song of peace that richie co-wrote i mean yeah I, i'm getting goosebumps yeah. um he's the man <laughs> he, he, well he's yeah he's gonna be the man on on, on wednesday night that's for sure um well well real quick yeah and what yeah we mentioned you know you know war and conflict we've also been through this pandemic that you remind us um right before you sort of alluded to it but yeah like the last time we held this event at dar was right i think it, it might have been like a week before march 20th you know when everything shut down i specifically well a i gotta tell you my wife and i were huge garth brooks fans we, we were dancing in the we were dancing in the <laughs> audience um in fact little known little known fact i was the one that pulled out my phone first for the river and got the whole oh thing. you did that thank you so much <laughs> that got the whole audience doing it but oh, um garth rocked it with keith urban ain't going down to the sun comes i mean it was just one after another it was amazing but um and do you remember jason that he also did a riff on his it was acapella with just him you know and uh his guitar about his musical influences and he broke into brick house Oh, I forgot and, about and Mr. That. Right, and Mr. Richie know knew that, so you might have some little guest vignettes coming in too. <laughs> you're right. That was what yeah Garth put on the show because you're right. You're right. In between his songs, he did his medleys, uh, you know, and and saluting um 
you know, Don McLean, McLean and James Taylor and Bob Seger. Yeah, he like what went through music history. That was great too. <laughs> um, and little did we know, we were all there shaking hands on the red carpet and Garth saying, you're very sweet. Thank you, thank you. And little did we know that we, we probably shouldn't have been shaking hands but none of us knew at that time about the pandemic, but wow. One week ahead, one week ahead. The world changed for sure on a dime. Um, well, very, very cool. Um, you know, anything else we should talk talk about um, about the show? I mean, it's going to air. Is, what day did you say it's going to air? May the 17th at 9 p.m., but just check the local PBS listings. And it will be on their video app and on their website, pbs.org. So just check, and you'll be hearing more about that. And we hope that everyone will enjoy it because they're like two bookends to the pandemic, Garth Brooks and Lionel Richie. You can't beat that. Um, well, cool. Well, before we run, um, you know, I guess remind us why 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 it's named why it's named after George, both Ira and George Gershwin. George and Ira Gershwin, the songwriting duo brothers, and they were the Lionel Richie, uh, you know, songwriting uh, popular music at the time. And the Library of Congress has their archive. So all of their original manuscripts and his, even George Gershwin's piano and all of the things. So we thought, what better pert pair of songwriters to exemplify? And a lot of the awardees refer back to the Gershwin songs and Smokey Robinson even sang one to his wife. Mm -hmm. uh, during his concert so that's that's why we said it's an honor to and the songwriters especially feel it as an honor wow and i part. and oh it definitely is and it's a fitting name and i assume you have a lot of the, a lot of the honorees including lana richie i assume you have a lot of their stuff in the library of congress already like a lot of the you know song registry and all that stuff oh right and their copyright we were able to show uh smoky robinson his first um copyright deposit in his own hand and to hear him and Gory, uh, Barry Gordy kind of go back and forth because it was a joint song and they were saying, no, that's my handwriting was something. We have that on our website, loc.gov. And you can also look and see some of the performances of the other Gershwin Award winners. So we have a special uh, part about the Gershwin Award on our website. Awesome. Everyone definitely head over to the Library of Congress website uh, to check that stuff out. Um, and, and before we run, um, I want to remind our listeners, because you and I spoke, I guess, what, like a, a year ago, I guess, um, uh, about your history making uh, place, your role at the Library of Congress. And it's kind of fitting because we just wrapped Black History Month and just kicked <laughs> off Women's History Month. And you you have shattered, the, you broke ground on both of those fronts. Uh, tell tell right. our listeners how you are a historic appointment in this role. <laughs> February 28th. And then I switch over to March the 1st Women's History Month because I'm the first uh, person of color to be Librarian of Congress since 1802. And I'm also the first woman. And so when you think about that as a woman, it's significant because librarianship is a female dominated profession. We're about 85 to 90% of the people who work in libraries are female, but the top management doesn't always reflect that. And then as a person of color, it personally, that was always uh, something that I thought about in terms of this position. People that looked like me were forbidden by law to learn how to read. So now to be 
that person who's the Librarian of Congress means quite a bit. Forbidden by law to learn how to read. Can you imagine how ridiculous that freaking sounds nowadays? <laughs> but you, well, have, you have done it. You have done well, it. Think about it, Jason, that reading can be dangerous. You might right? get some ideas. Oh, yeah. We might be able to read the actual history of this country for a change. What do you know about that? Um, well, thanks for playing a part in, you know, in bringing that history um, to, to life and making history yourself on both of those fronts. Um, in case our listeners, in, in case some people listening to this combo missed our last one, remind us where, where you grew up uh, down in, in, in uh, historically black campus, Florida A&M, right? right? Tallahassee, Florida. My dad was teaching music, started the string department. And then some of that's why this Gershwin and being involved with music is so uh, resonates personally, too, because you can hear him playing violin on some of that, uh, the Shy Light songs that you probably know about. So that's my dad. So Wait, we, he played uh, on the shot. He was he on. Oh, girl, he played on that. Yeah. If, when you hear the violin, like the coldest day of my life and all the shy lights, that's yeah, that's my dad. So I had no idea. I didn't have the talent, obviously, because I'm a librarian, but <laughs> I do appreciate it. So it's a special treat for me to be involved with the Gershwin Prize. Wow. Yeah. So we're all listening to the words. We're listening to be in trouble if you left me now. And yours listen to the violin. <laughs> You're like, that's dad. <laughs> that's that that's that oh my gosh well real remind us how you got involved how you you know got got chosen to you know be the librarian of congress then like what was your fill in the gap between those early florida days and i know you were making a, like a daily commute to baltimore dc for a while but how did you actually right. get the role well actually i was uh nominated by Pre then president obama to be librarian of Congress. And I was working as the head of the Enoch Pratt Free Library in Baltimore. And it's also the state library for Maryland. And libraries have been part of my professional career since I graduated from college and library school. Uh, when I was 12, family decided I didn't have music talent, but they knew I could read and loved uh, books and things like that. So librarianship became the way I was able to help. Well, we're, we're glad you're in that position now. And uh, I know you secured a $15 million grant from the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation for a new uh, diversity initiative called Of the People Widening the Path. How's that going, you know, in the years since we first talked about it? How's it going? And sort of what's the mission of that? It's going so well, because we want to have more voices and more stories. We talked about history and uh, learning about history. So this grant is to actually go in to communities and help them tell their own stories. Also, there's a digital component. So there's so many people that all over for underrepresented groups that are doing in this country great work and making it available. So we are actually giving out grants to people to collect their histories and tell their histories. And so it's going pretty well in terms of reaching out and we want more people to apply and be part of this. So on the website, just go to of the people and see what opportunities paid internships do. Wow. And that's loc.gov. That's the website. Is it is it true really quick that it, it was the largest grant from an individual foundation that the Library of Congress ever received? Is that right? Yes, from the Mellon grant headed up by Elizabeth Alexander, who's an award-winning poet, but she's really making her mark too with the 
Mellon Foundation and just making sure that groups that sometimes aren't in the history books or haven't been represented when we tell our history get a chance to participate. Well, thanks for telling all of, all of us, all of the history, the full history. That's the goal going forward. Um, and anything else we want to, I guess, just bring it full circle back around to the Gershwin Prize. That's part of telling this music history. Right? So why should our listeners either either turn out to this event um, on Wednesday or, or I guess more people actually will get to tune in and see it on PBS. But why is this a must watch event? It's a must watch because you're going to see people who are making music history, who've made it one of the greatest songwriters and performers of our time and for all time, Lionel Richie. And you will see something special at a special time in our country's history too. So there'll be more emotion and probably more significance because of what is happening to with all of us right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, as you look around DAR Constitution Hall, I'm not entirely sure what it's constructed of, but for one night only, it's definitely going to be a brick house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's the best pun I can come up with on the fly. So <laughs> um, thanks so much for doing this again, everyone. It's loc.gov slash Gershwin and tune in on PBS. Hey, thanks so much, Carla Hayden, librarian of Congress, history making on multiple fronts. But uh, this week, it's all about Lionel Richie. So, hey, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. Tune right. in. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.